And literally it was that, like going from a 625 square foot apartment with four people, us and the two girls, all the way to where we are now, which is buying our second home in Naples, Florida, was one strategy, one strategy only. And that was taking our money and saying, what can we invest in that we would be fully responsible for? It was the most surefire bet we could make with our money every single time. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast. Sean Dill and Lacey Book here with you, just as we are each and every week, dropping in little tidbits that we hope that you will be able to take action and utilize in order to help you as a service provider to reach more people, make a bigger impact, and to create the lifestyle of your dreams. Today, I want to talk about investing because... It was a few months ago that I was invited to speak at a conference, and uh, this conference was mostly for chiropractors, but it had a tone of um, teaching chiropractors how to invest, particularly in real estate. It was put on by a really good friend of ours, and in my presentation, I said, before, that, before I started investing in real estate, I would invest in me. Now, really irritated. Um, some of the people in the audience who were highly leveraged in real estate, because I think that they thought that I was saying, give you money, right? Don't invest yeah. in, in real estate. Give me money. Right. And what I meant was for me and for you as a, as a, as a couple and as business owners and us creating our business, we, and everybody always asks us that, which is why, you know, it's interesting to go ahead and put this on uh, a public facing podcast, right. everybody wants to know, well, what are, what are your investment strategies? What stocks are you in? You know, who are you using for your financial planning? You know, are you doing real estate? Are you, um, you know, investing in bonds? Uh, all of these things. And there's a lot of really great investing programs out there. And we listen to them and take advice from them. And we have a lot of really great relationships. People like Dave Steck, who mentor us and guide us. But frankly, for the period of time, and if you know our story, if you've read the book, there is this um, highs and lows where we sure. you know, achieved highs and then you know, super low lows financially. But on this current run, I hope this is the last run, but on this current run, um, the way that we have gotten to where we are now is that we have utilized the strategy of building business and then taking our money and reinvesting it in us. So again, we're not telling any of, of you to give us, to give us money. money. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're not fundraising. We're not well, raising any money, but that's been our strategy up to this point. And, and literally it was that like going from a 625 square foot apartment with four people, us and the two girls all the way to where we are now, which is buying our second home in Naples, Florida was one strategy, one strategy only. And that was taking our money and saying, what can we invest in that we would be fully responsible for, right? And that that one strategy has gotten us from A to B. And it's, I mean, I would like to say it's never failed us. We all have failures. That's sure. part of the low, lows. Yeah. But it was the most surefire bet we could make with our money 
every single time. Well, I just figure, you know, and the things that I've seen, yeah. you know, we have a daughter who works in finance. Yep. And the things that I've seen, you are to any degree. I mean, no matter who you are, you're you're speculating. You're gambling to some degree. You don't know if the market's going to How's go up. How's the market going to play? You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know that coronavirus is going to come. You don't know the impact it's going to have. But here's one thing that I've always felt that I was 100% sure of. I knew that I would wake up tomorrow and that I would work as hard as I can. And I also knew with you as my wife that you would wake up tomorrow and work as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. So if we had an extra dollar, I felt more comfortable. I've always felt more comfortable investing it here with us mm -hmm. than putting it out, you know, and and buying a, a, a share of Apple. Not that you could buy it for a dollar, but you know what I get. You know what I mean. I'm like like rather than putting it somewhere yeah. where I couldn't control my destiny. So that's what I was gonna say because we had more control mm -hmm. on the return, right. and that's what we loved about it because we knew that if we weren't getting the return that we wanted, we had to make pivots and changes, but we were in control of that. So I just wanna say, this is not for everybody, because if you're not the person that's going to wake up every day and work as hard as you need to, or feel that you have the discipline that's necessary to put that money into yourself, maybe you need to look at doing something else with your money. Well, and let's but let's but let's also clear this up, you know, because you know this has been popularized by a lot of people that have sold a lot of books and sell a lot of courses. That what you want to do in life is to create, Save your money. create a business, you no, know, to create oh. a business, <laughs> and then you want to invest in a way that will cause or create passive income. And right. what I always have felt is, look, um, and I want to dive into a lot of these topics with you today is is um, you know, especially for example, on the topic of real estate. Mm -hmm. You know, we have close friends. And, and mentors who work, um, who invest in real estate. Mm -hmm. Some of them, you know, on the side, some of them, that's what they do. Mm. I, I am observing this. I got to be honest with you. Um, you know, there's great podcasts. It was a deeper pockets, you know, all of these podcasts that are out there, but that's work. I mean, look, if you're listening to this podcast because you're listening to it, this is not passive. This is not passive. You're, you're investing your time with us because we're giving you information and then you take the information you have to work, but it's the same thing. Now imagine you're doing this and you have to keep up with the housing market well, and all of the real estate. Then you have to find the houses. Then you have to find the relationships. I just feel like rather than do all of that, I, I could make a far greater ROI investing back on something that that's a separate vertical and that's something but, we learned something from Jay. that you you know like i'm just yes. listening to you talk and i'm thinking man like i can't imagine um investing in something that i have to learn from the ground up like why would i not invest my dollar into something that i already know or are or, or i'm at least familiar with and that already i have a foundational skill set in because that's going to get your money back faster Number one, and again, allow you to have more control. I don't know anything about the housing market. I don't know anything about real estate. I don't know anything about the stock market. I would have to do a lot of work to get proficient enough to know what my dollar is doing. But if I invest in me, man, like I'm already, you know, 90% there because I know what I know. And so great. So let's start, let's, let's work it through what we did. So yeah. we are both chiropractors by education, sure. by profession. So we know that we know chiropractic chiropractic. Yeah. Um, we really then well. started with a clinic in Dublin, California. Yep. And then we began the process of scaling right now to, for me, scaling is the first step in passive income, right? So if I know, if I'm able to do what I do and I'm able to do it very well, and then I can get someone else, 
Teach it to them. And teach it to them. And they can do it alongside me. Then I'm able to not be present, not be there, and still revenue is being creative created passively. Yeah, and it's great because you're making revenue off a transfer of knowledge. Right, so all I had to do was teach you, and we always say this, right? One smart person can teach another smart person how to do anything. But you'd have to have the prerequisite skill set, meaning that you had studied chiropractic, right? So, I mean, I'm sure I could teach James, our video editor, to do chiropractic, yeah. but he doesn't have the prerequisite skill set and knowledge base and, to and do that. And somebody could teach us real estate, but it somebody would take could teach take us, us real estate, but longer. I don't have the prerequisite yeah. background yeah. knowledge base to do that. I would have, I would, it would take a longer period of time. So if you had a degree, you had a doctor of chiropractic degree, it would be easy for me to scale. So that's what we mm-hmm. did is we began to scale. And then what we did is we began to explore having multiple locations that eventually grew to our current franchise model the specific chiropractic centers now that means that we are the franchisors we have franchisees we have multiple units out there and the franchisees then pay us a royalty in order to use the business systems that we have created in our first unit and continue to create and continue to create Now that's scaling. Now I mm-hmm. guess into some degree, depending on your definition, that also is passive income. Sure. Because whether we have 10, 200, or 5,000 franchisees, the amount of work that we have to do to create the systems and operate the mm. franchise is relatively the same. Mm-hmm. And so the income would be passive, it just comes in. Again, I wanna make sure that you understand, I am really not aware of anything in the world that actually is passive income. Right, like I mean, where just, you're just like just finding money lying on the, on on the, the ground on the bed, and like money and is just, coming to just you. Just comes to you because your name is lazy. I mean, wouldn't even, everybody do people that? People even say like, "Well, look at the Kardashians. Well, they still have to have the last name Kardashian." If and they still work, and they still they work. actually yes, work. There's no passive. It's an unpopular anything. opinion. So but they do. There's yeah. less. So there's less activity and so you want to create as much revenue as possible with as little activity as possible. Right. So then the next thing is Jay Abraham, our mentor encouraged us to begin to look at verticals. And so this is an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. And I want to do a podcast maybe next week, but I want to do a podcast coming up where we talk about side hustles because I think this is super important. That's another term that's been super uh, popularized by all of the entrepreneurial gurus. Everybody wants to have a side hustle. I'm not talking side hustles, right? So it's not like we had a chiropractic clinic, and then we had a side hustle. Then we were selling stuffed we, animals on eBay. We scaled, right. <laughs> we scaled, and then T-shirts, and right. So we scaled, and then, so now, so so scaling is not side hustle. But then we began to look at verticals. Mm. Now, what does that mean? So a vertical is something that would already potentially complement your business, so the I current love this. business that you're in. This is one of my favorite yeah. Jay Abraham stories with you is that we were at a, oh, at a, at a meeting with him at a, at, a, at a sort of a brainstorming session in, in his office. And he had said to you, I want you to consider starting or acquiring one additional business per year yep. in a related vertical well, to you. And somehow you heard three. No, I heard two. Or you heard two. Two. I heard him say. Misheard. <laughs> I heard him say you have to acquire two businesses a year. So let's look at this. So we have the franchise <laughs> um, and then we can start to look at vertical. So yeah. part of what we're doing in a franchise is that we are um, mentoring, coaching our franchisors. Mm-hmm. So we can duplicate this and we can jump into a vertical where we begin to mentor and coach other service providers, right? the creation of a company called Black Diamond Consulting, right? right? So we have the Black Diamond Club. It's a monthly membership group 
$75 a month. We would love to have you. You just go to www.blackdiamondclub.com. Tons of, if you love this podcast, you will love oh, Black yeah. Diamond Club, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we started coaching. So we have, you know, the monthly membership. We have a group coaching offering. We have private one-on-one coaching. Some people work with me. Some people work with you. We some have people work now with both coaches. Of us. Then we scaled to where we now have yeah. BDC or Black Diamond Club credentialed or certified coaches that also work with us. We began to do workshops, right? Mm-hmm. Under the banner where we would do in-person workshops. We do a sales workshop, a money mindset workshop, and a marketing workshop. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the crown jewel, BDC summer camp, right? right? So all of this under the heading of Black Diamond Consulting. Now, this is a complimentary is a complimentary business to the franchise. Right. This is all stuff that we would be having to do anyways. But we're now opening the door to people that are not just franchisees. So it's an additional revenue stream. Additional revenue yeah. stream, right? Then we have um, Cairo Sushi, right? So Cairo Sushi is the media arm of what we do, right? And it deals a lot with disseminating a message. So if you have a franchise, you would have to teach your franchisees how to leverage and utilize social media, um, how to um, create videos, how to disseminate content, blog posting, SEO, all of this type of stuff. And so this is a business that would be necessarily used to teach your franchisees, but we then just expanded it and entered into a different vertical. Now, this one's yeah. niched down and it's very specific to chiropractic, right? Then you have Katana. So our franchisees, we felt like we needed a, an EHR, but we needed a superpower. A superpower. I was going to say, oh. there's EHRs out there already that they had. We just needed an Yeah, so EHR we, we looked like out steroids. there and we were like, well, we need we need yeah. something better. And so... A software system. A software yeah. system. And so what we did is we partnered with some people and we created Katana. Now, Katana was in reality created to service the franchise. But if we were smart, then we would open up into a new vertical and allow anybody to use the EHR. And so we have then the creation of that company. Right. And so you begin this expansive process. Now, at the end of the day, then we were generating revenue. We felt good about that. We had great relationships. So we entered into um, a couple of relationships where we invested in brew beer with our good friend, Mm -hmm. Connor Blakely. We invested in lasso gear with Partha Umanya, um, Unava, with Partha Unava, uh, lasso gear. You should check that out. Um, And so we've been able to expand that and... Just so we're super clear, we have also entered into the realm of real estate, mm-hmm. right? So, but we're doing that more on the heels of. So, I've never listened to. I'm, I'm a, I apologize. Is it bigger pockets or deeper pockets? That's how much I, I don't, don't listen don't to it. Actually, yeah. Bigger pockets. James is telling me. So it's I've never pocket. listened to okay. it. <laughs> I hear it's a, it's a, it's an amazing pot. They have way more listeners and downloads than we do. They deserve way props. More. <laughs> like it's a big. But I've never listened to that. But. What we have, like we had said initially, is we have friends and mentors that deal in that. And we have allocated a small portion of our income to be able to invest with them yep. based off of their knowledge, right? Based off what they know. And I, here, I know like what's going through your mind right now, what you're thinking. But like, Sean, I don't even know how I would find a vertical for my business or how would I even begin to like entertain this idea or where do I look or what do I do? And you know, I think that it's 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 always like right in front of you. It's it's something that you oftentimes don't think about. It's just taking a step back and looking at your um, business entity, your business structure, your business systems now, and saying what are the things that we utilize all the time in our business. And you don't have or, to do it all by yourself. No. Maybe you could partner. Right. 
or right. acquire. Or who are the individuals or what other types of business feed us more business? And mm. how are they doing right now? Could they use a little bit of help? Could they use an investor? Um, maybe they are, went, are about to go out of business and it's something that you can acquire. So there's opportunity all around you. And oftentimes it's not a very large investment to be able to move into another vertical. Well, and especially in these times. Listen, yeah. a, a lot of people are going through difficult times. Maybe there's a, 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 a vertical or a business, a collaborative partner of yours that has had to close or has had suffered greatly during this, this difficult time. And you sit back and you think that, well, we have a symb symbiotic relationship. Right. I get a lot of my clients from that business. It would actually damage me if that business, if that went, business under. went out of business. So maybe yeah. I should go over there and we should partner. Maybe I should inject a little bit of capital to get them through. If you yes. were blessed enough to be in that situation and we could revitalize that business and maintain the relationship. Mm -hmm. And look, maybe at the end of the day, that partner that you have acquired could also potentially rebuy you out at the end. Right. right? So you could have an agreement along those lines. Look, I, I think that, you know, that honestly was some of the best advice that we were ever given was the idea of acquiring or starting a business per year in a related vertical. Right. And to bring it full circle with the Jay Abraham story, because I thought that he said too, we actually in one year acquired and start or started three new companies. And I was so excited to go to him and say, Jay, Jay, you know how you, you told us to, you know, uh, um, either start or acquire two new companies a year? Well, we did three. And he looked at me and he was kind of shocked. And he said, well, I actually said one. And he just laughed and laughed and laughed. But the, the thing about that is, is it was in my mind and in the forefront of my conscious brain to always be looking for opportunity as well as you to acquire two new companies. So here's the deal for you, just by merely acknowledging that this is a possibility for you and in thinking about the potential opportunity, you'll be able to see it when it's there. Because I bet sometime in your career up until this point, there has been a business that fed you that went out of business. Right. Something well, also, like too, that. I think I think that you should consider your particular skill sets. And I just want to reemphasize we're sure. not advocating that you go down and buy the hamburger place right, down no. the street when you that don't know anything fun. about running a restaurant or hamburgers or cooking right. or right. So we're not we're not saying just because that would be no different. Verticals right? in your lane still. Yeah, verticals yeah, where like, you know, where you have something to contribute, where your knowledge base can help to grow that business, right. where your skill set can help to grow that where you business. You don't have to completely learn something new. Right. Right. And so that was the idea when I said invest in me. Right. And so, you know, I guess this this podcast could be titled invest in you. We want you to be thinking at this time and, and listen to me as well. Look, if if things are tight, and I know for a lot of people things are tight. Right. If things are tight economically, the last thing that you need to be doing is dumping money into your mutual fund, right? Because you, you're you're completely moving this out of your control. And I know this people are gonna and I we'll probably get comments like you, know, you guys are not, you know, economists or you don't know anything about investing. We don't. But here, we don't. But here's what I do know. <laughs> this is what I, this is what I we don't. But here's what I do know is I know that I feel better 
when my destiny is in my own hands is I can't control the economy. I can't control what's going to go out, but I can control how hard I work when I wake up tomorrow. I can control my tenacity. Mm -hmm. I can control how dedicated and, and, and persistent I'm going to be towards getting to my goals. And I have no idea what's going to happen to my mutual funds. I have no idea. And so that's the thing. If you are, if things are tight, think about ways that you can reinvest in yourself. Push your chips all in on yourself. Like Lacey said, it's always served us well. I mean, it still is a, it still is a risk, it still is a gamble. Absolutely. But you are your safest bet. Betting on yourself is something that you can control. Now, if you bet on yourself and you let yourself down, that's a different story, different podcast. Yeah, it's a different podcast. <laughs> yeah. But if you bet on yourself and you are absolutely hell-bent on making that investment pay off, it's a super safe bet. Love it. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. We'll be back again next week with another brand new edition of the None of Your Business podcast.